Footers crew, what is happening? Gerard and Jenna here, guys. The playoffs um, are just extra sweet today. <laughs> um, does anybody know where I'm going with this? Uh, look, it's conference finals are here. We are remember, Jenna, when the playoffs start, we're like, oh my god, it was like four games a night. It's crazy. We're like, we're not going to bed till like 5 a.m. Oh, but now we got only one series every night, and it's beautiful. And where you are going is your Los Angeles Lakers. Although I should, let's be honest about this, folks. Jenna is not a Lakers fan. Jenna is a LeBron James fan. So whatever team LeBron goes to, that's who Jenna's rooting for to succeed. But those Los Angeles Lakers, after starting the season 2-10, and or whatever dismal record they started with, they are in the conference finals with a shot. At going to the NBA Finals, it would be LeBron's 11th trip to the NBA Finals, going for his potential fifth ring. So, let's first applause, kudos, good job on the Lakers. Now, oh, I thought we were doing like the real. Oh yeah, here you go. Yeah, golf clap. Thank golf clap. you. All right, all right. Now, Jenna, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but the reason why the Lakers are going to or in the conference finals, it's because of the brilliant two-way play of Anthony Davis and the incredible impact of the role players. Yeah. LeBron James, besides that 30-point game against the Warriors, he's not been very good this postseason. If you look at his numbers, not great. Not shooting the ball well, not attacking the rim. And look, what do we expect? He's 38 years old, probably needs surgery on that foot. Um, you know. You think? Oh, I trust me. We, as he said in in his in his media in his uh, availability after the injury, when they said, "Oh, LeBron, why are you so confident you can come back?" Because I spoke to LeBron James' feet. Uh, okay, and then he also said in that conversation, "You know, if I didn't need surgery, you guys wouldn't know because I would get it and I wouldn't tell you anything. I just come back for training camp and I'd be fine." So he basically said the quiet part out loud. Reason like I probably do need surgery, but I'm going to give you all the satisfaction of telling you that I do. So there's that. Um, but look, Jenna, kudos. Yeah, Lakers doing their thing. This is going to be an exciting series when we can get into it. Heck yes. I mean, to take down the reigning champs is a feat in its own. And of course, a conversation for that dynasty at another time. But yes, props to him. I mean, props, like you said, to the role players. I mean, come on. Austin Reeves, Roy Hachimura, Lonnie Walker the fourth. I mean, these Daniel Russell, these guys have been playing well. And Jenna, they're going to need to continue to play well if the Lakers are going to advance. And who would have guessed, too? I mean, Austin Reeves, undrafted, two-way contract. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yikes. I they mean- Look, Rob Plinka got a lot of shit for the roster being bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the roster was always pretty good. You needed Anthony Davis, excuse me, to play at the level he's playing at. And Jenna, what did I say to you? I said, the only way the Lakers are going to do anything is if Anthony Davis plays like he is the best player in the world. Shock of all shocks. (laughs) They're in the conference finals. Why? Anthony Davis playing like he's among the best players in the world. Because when he is healthy and right, he is in fact that. Uh, As as, as Jason Tatum said, which we'll get to later, when we talk about Celtics Heat, after his abysmal shooting for most of game six until he hit the last four shots, 
He said humbly to Cassidy Hubbard, I am one of the greatest players in the world, which, yes, true, factual statement. Yeah. Just like Anthony Davis. When he is right, you're not picking 10 guys ahead of him. You're not, probably not picking five guys ahead of him when he's right. Right. And so, but that's the key. If he's not right, as good as the role players are, it's not going to matter. So he's got to be right. The role players got to play well. And LeBron just got to give them something. Yeah. And like you just said, when Anthony Davis is playing right, I mean, things are clicking for them. And it's it's good because when LeBron's not delivering, who else do you have? So you need that, obviously. So the fact that they could operate one without the other at this point is pretty impressive. But again, the Nuggets are a different beast. So mm-hmm. let's talk about this matchup now in the conference finals in the West. Um, Lakers, Nuggets, obviously the Joker. I mean, and then you have him and Jamal. The They're just so synchronized. It's working for them. It's finally their time. But what do you think about this? I think a lot of people are either weighing like it's going to go tight or it's just going to be not a sweep, but the Nuggets are yeah. going to Well, the teams are pretty even, actually, Jenna, because this Lakers roster is just different than the one that they were at the beginning of the season, right? Mm-hmm. You talk about all the role players playing well, AD healthy, playing like a top five player. The Nuggets do have continuity, though, right? Among all the teams that are left, it's them in Boston, right, with the most continuity. You give Miami, throw Miami in there as well with Jimmy uh, and Spo. That Jamal Murray, Nicole Jokic pick and roll, it's deadly, man. It is just their two-man game is tough to stop. And, you know, the key is going to be how Davis guards Jokic and can he stay out of foul trouble. Because if Davis is in foul trouble and they got to go to their backup bigs like Wenyan Gabriel against Nikola Jokic, not good. Not good. Um, so, you know, it's going to be very key how Davis guards Jokic in those minutes. And then for the Nuggets, when Jokic is off the floor, how do they do, right, in the non-Jokic minutes? They did well against the Suns in the non-Jokic minutes. Will they do the same against the Lakers? The Lakers have more depth than the Suns did. The Suns were really two players, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Not much mm-hmm. else. Uh, so how will that look? We shall see. Um, you know, I, I think Denver being at home, altitude, first two games, I could easily see them winning the first two and going up 2-0. Um, and then we'll see what happens when they get back to L.A. But I, I, I do think, again, it's going to be about how Jokic and AD, how that matchup goes. And then how often can Aaron Gordon, who had a very good series against Kevin Durant defensively, how does Aaron Gordon make LeBron look? If LeBron's looking like 38, old and mortal, that's a plus, right? Now, the mind is still there, all the great passing and all that. But if he's settling for threes and LeBron's shooting like 26% from three, that's a win. Right, that is a win for the defense. So that's what I'm going to be looking at. And then again, how does how do the role players play? How do they, you know, how do they continue to step up? Does your defense turn the turn it into offense and transition for the Lakers? That's big. I'm going to be watching all that uh, for for the Lakers. And again, as I mentioned for for Denver, the non Jokic minutes, and you know, I think there's an X factor coming up, and we'll talk about X factors in a minute. Yeah, yeah. The before we get into that. Um, are both teams like where are we at with both teams? Just for our listeners, are is anybody going into this series with injury, or are we kind of on an even playing field with that? I, I know mean, we I, said LeBron with the foot, AD yeah, kind of like, eh. yeah. I, I mean, look, every team at this stage of the season, Jenna, players are not 100%, everybody's banged up, mm-hmm. whether they're in the injury report or not. Everybody's got some kind of ailment. The question is, to what level is this ailment they're all dealing with? 
From what I understand, the Nuggets are mostly fine. Uh, LeBron and AD are mostly fine. Um, we do know that um, Mobamba will not be with the team uh, right now. He's back in LA undergoing uh, some more tests. I mean, not like it matters because Darvin Ham wasn't playing him anyway. I mean, here's my thing: like, you traded for the guy, you didn't even play him. Like, I don't get it. But right, whatever. Um, so from what I know, everyone is seemingly okay. But look, both these teams are one twisted ankle, one hurt player away from yep. the series dynamic changing dramatically. That's how it goes. Now, X-Factors. Let's talk about X-Factors and who are really on each side the key piece to this series. Uh, Jenna, this will be no surprise to you, but for the Nuggets, this is a Michael Porter Jr. series to me. If he is good on both ends of the floor, the Nuggets' chances to me go up exponentially Like because he is an answer the Lakers don't have a defender to solve, right? Like He is a six foot ten scoring machine. And, you know, he's been, you know, a little up and down and yeah. talked about I was dealing with the personal stuff with his brother, you know, but mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, I- I'm looking for him to have an opportunity this series where he could really break out. He's got to be aware defensively and engage, and he should be. This is the conference finals now, my guy. There's an opportunity for you to help your team in a mighty way get to an NBA finals. So I'm looking at him uh, on the Nuggets side. And then on the, the Lakers side, I'm looking at, D'Angelo Russell, Dennis Schroeder, right? When the Lakers flip them on and off, one for offense, one for kind of defense, but Schroeder can do both. You know, how do the Lakers sustain those minutes when they are leaning heavily into one versus the other? Um, You know, both coaches tend to get a little nervous and will play their stars and veterans a little bit longer than they probably should without going to their bench. I mean, the Nuggets have backup center Thomas Bryant, who used to play for the Lakers, who killed the Nuggets in the games that he played when AD wasn't on the floor. And he's barely getting playing, not getting playing time at all. So I think the benches are going to matter here. Which bench yeah. can both coaches reliably count on? Yeah, and both benches, they're pretty deep. I mean, I'd say so. I mean, heck, mm-hmm. we're in the conference finals, but still. And it was really interesting. At the beginning, you said this is kind of an even matchup. When you think about it, it is. Like, you really opened my eyes with that. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Prediction time. It is time. Yeah, I, I think, look, I think it goes six or seven for sure. Uh, I'm going to give Denver the edge because of their continuity, because of home court advantage. And as good as AD is, now the thing is, he's got to be game changer, not just defensively, but offensively. If he is that two-way player, because of what he does defensively, that will give them the edge as far as having the best player in the series. But right now, Nikola Jokic is the best player in the series, and I tend to give the advantage to the team with the best player in the series, and that being Jokic. Yes, you do that. And you obviously know I'm going Lakers <laughs> uh, Obviously. Come obviously. on now. Obviously. But I will say, if if LeBron if LeBron wins this. Listen, it's it's huge. And goes say he that happens, he gets another ring. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to have another conversation. Well, Jenna, you know, we, you and I t- texted about this over the weekend, and y- <laughs> you know – I am not uh, a believer in rings culture and all these idiotic conversations that happen on those talking head shows, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I I think the discourse around basketball is stupid. Like, it just really is. Like, the, this idea that a team postseason success, which is an NBA championship, we like to attribute it to one sole individual is just dumb. Yeah. This is not a game of five individual games of one-on-one. It is a game of five on five. Teams win championships, not individuals. Um, but be that as it may, LeBron, what he's done over his 20-year career is something we have never seen before. 
Um, you could argue that for any one game, you may want Michael Jordan over LeBron or what have you. Fine. Right. You can whatever. The course of a twenty over the course of a 20, an entire career, what LeBron has amassed. Jenna, you know how I feel about Jordan, Kareem, and, and LeBron. I said they're mm-hmm. the only three who can lay claim to that GOAT status because of their decorated careers. You LeBron can easily, as can any of them, but LeBron can make a credible case that of the other two, I've had the best career. Yeah, I don't have six championships like the other two. I don't have six MVPs like Kareem or five like Jordan, but four and four is pretty damn good. 11 finals, right? Like all those things. And the production at this stage of his career. When Kareem was in his 20th season, he was not making all NBA teams. LeBron, all NBA 13, right? Jordan didn't even play 20 years. And if you want to go to those wizard years, he wasn't great, right? So this is, it's really what we're seeing. LeBron is for sure, when you look at it in its totality, the best basketball player that's ever played. Yeah, no, incredible point. I I couldn't agree more. I have nothing more to say. And that's a great point that not a lot of people bring up in that debate is the longevity and the level and the high level that he's playing. That's all I got to say. But conversation for another time because we got to stick to playoff basketball. Let's go to the East. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the Heat and the Celtics. Uh, First of all, recap for a second. C survive barely, I'd say, compared to what everybody had them in the odds for betting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just thinking they were going to take the title in general, non-betting, non-betters, I should say. And the Heat, I mean, they took the Knicks. We kind of saw which way that was going. The Knicks choked at the end, per usual, consistent, (laughs) not off-brand whatsoever. (laughs) So kudos to them for the consistency. Love you guys, but just got to had to give them the tough love this time. You know, we got to figure it out. I will say, though, outstanding season. Yeah, great season. They just Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson was excellent. They're, they just weren't they weren't ready, right? They just were not yeah, ready. Yeah, they weren't they, ready they, for the moment. They, you know? they did not have, outside of Jalen Brunson, they had no one they could reliably count on. Though RJ Barrett played pretty well. Right. Didn't, you know, Julius Randle was stuff. not great, you know, and yeah. that's an all NBA player, right? This year, who they needed to play at that level, and he did not in the postseason. He did have the ankle uh, injury that's probably bothering him the whole time. These guys don't like mm-hmm. to make excuses, but it is what it is. Um, and the Sixers, you know, another disappointing season for them. Uh, they were up 3-2, Jenna, with Game 6 to clinch it at home. And they were up in Game 6 with Jason Tatum struggling in that game. Struggling. And they couldn't, and they couldn't close it out. And that is, that is very disappointing. Uh, really quick, we'll get into Doc Rivers later. But, you know, Joel Embiid. You know, let's start looking at my man's postseason record. Um, they yeah, put eleven uh, out now. Like, eleven playoff series in his career. He's five and six. Never been past the conference semis. His teams that he's been uh, the best player on. Ben Simmons ain't here anymore, so you can't blame him for that. Um, mm-hmm. You just fired Doc Rivers, which again we'll get to that later. You know, and again, Embiid was dealing with the injuries and all that, but. You campaign hard for this MVP award, which, you know, I, I probably would have still given it to Jokic, but you had a hell of it. You had an MVP-worthy season. Yeah. In Game 7, with your season on the line, I expected more from Jane, from uh, Joel and James. You yeah. know, it, it isn't about scoring the most points, Jenna. That's not, that, that, that's not what it is. Game 7 meanings like, and I don't mean to make this like literal but your basketball life is on the line in game seven you lose and you go home jason tatum from the tip of that game had the disposition to dominate he was like oh no i don't give a fuck well i'm doing whatever 
to win this game. Yeah. I did not sense that same level of urgency from Joel or James Harden, and especially Joel. So that was very disappointing. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Last note on that, though, too. Like, your stars failed you. Your stars failed you. So next season is going to be the season for Joel Embiid to really look himself in the mirror because, and again, I'm not trying to shit on him. Congrats. Like you had an MVP season, but all right, that conversation's out the window. We took care of the MVP. Now we've been trying for years. Finally. Thank you, Jesus. Now, (laughs) like if you don't get past the conference semis, it's time to be like, Hey, what's up? Your stars failed you. No one else failed you, but your stars. And I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but Jason Tatum sits going oh for what 10 in the first half. Mm -hmm. He gives you the majority of the game to get a lead, and then you lose by that much. They lost by like a significant chunk of points. That game was over in the third quarter, Jenna. When Tatum went on that three-point barrage, the the Sixers just dropped the rope. They just like, all right, we're not winning it. And to me, again, as I said, individuals do not win, teams win. However, leaders of teams, individuals inspire their teams to fight and play hard. Yeah. Joel, as the best player, is supposed to be the leader and inspire that fight. Yeah. He did not. So if he ain't fighting, what do you expect the rest of the guys to do? Yeah. Um, I was slightly disappointed in his post-game press. Oh, yeah, for bit. sure. Um, for just sure. kind of like not making a joke out of it, but like also like quoting Giannis and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. no, like you just got the MVP. You are no the doubt. MVP of the league. This is no your doubt. moment to step up to that pedestal and give us an MVP-like answer. No doubt. You know, and he didn't do it, and he didn't do it. And again, we don't need to harp on this series. But the last note, we we didn't say nothing about your boy, who the ISO king, James Harden. Look, so here's the thing about Harden, who didn't show up. Harden <laughs> played well in three games this series. He did. He did win and, them those games, and in those three said. games, the Sixers won. Yep. I mean, he is no longer the player he once was, winning MVPs in Houston. That's just not his game anymore. On occasion, he can reach back into the fountain, as he showed. Right, yeah. And I said, when he does that, the Sixers have to win those games. They did. Okay. What you would have liked to see was him to be a little bit more balanced. So in that in game six, when they won, I'm sorry, at game five, he was pretty balanced in that game. It wasn't a 40-point game, but he was balanced. It was like 19 points, 13 assists. Yeah. He got to line a bunch, made threes. That If he had done that again in game six with a big Embiid game, they likely close it out, but they didn't do it. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Let's move on because we got to talk about now this matchup with the Heat and the Celtics. This is going to get – it's going to get chippy. <laughs> I mean, anything gets chippy with the Heat. What are we talking about? Mm, but true. still, I mean, let's talk about this. What are the keys to this series for both teams? So for Boston, I'm looking for them to – can you play – to your level and potential. Boston, if you're looking at this matchup just on paper and look at rosters, this should not be a contest. Boston should win this pretty handily. Right. But Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, that key culture are very good. And the Celtics are also capable of playing shitty, right? Like that's just, they are, they are known to do that at times. Um, but the key for me for Boston is, again, play to your strengths. Tatum and Brown, the relentless two-way alpha predator wings that they are you only got jimmy butler you don't have jimmy butler and somebody else he can't guard them both you can only guard one so whoever he's guarding the other one's got to be going off scoring playmaking etc um you know for the heat jimmy spo can you do enough defensively can you make enough threes look the heat were a bottom three uh three-point shooting team in the regular season all of a sudden the postseason they're shooting lights out 
does that come back to earth and be actually who they are? If they continue to shoot hot from three, that's the risk. When you are the underdog, which the Heat are, you have to do things outside of your nature and character to pull off the upset. Well, the Heat have been shooting well from three. If they got a couple of games in this series where they make 20 threes, well, they're going to probably win those games, right? So I'm looking at what the Heat do. And Bam Adebayo, um, again, you know, with Horford and Rob Williams are throwing at him, it's going to be tough, right? And look, Joel Embiid had a tough time, right? And he's the MVP. The time lord is tough. It's going to be a tough series for Bam, uh, offensively especially. Uh, What can he do defensively um, to help the team on the glass, uh, extending possessions on offensive rebounds, et cetera? Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's talk about X-Factors and guys that are specific to each team. Who's the X-Factor on each team to get the series done? I'm just going to say really quick. For the Heat, it's going to be Bam. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like we just said, Bam's got to be special. For the Heat, what I'm looking at is um, Gabe Vincent and Kyle Lowry. Can Gabe ah. and Kyle, because, first of all, Kyle is the plus minus god and is uh, he's just, he's such a smart veteran player. Oh, he, he understands, basketball mind. Oh my God. He understands defense angles. He knows how to strip the ball clean without fouling. Like the key for, the, for any team, really, defend without fouling. And the Heat yeah. do that as well as anybody. I can see a game where Vincent, because he can get up under people, and Kyle, because he can get up under people, where they bother Tatum and Brown. Brown especially with that weak handle. And yeah. I can see a lot of turnovers. And again, that's a game the Heat win. So I'm looking for that. What can their perimeter defenders do against those alpha predator, apex predator wings? On the Celtic side, look, it's really, can Jason be... All NBA first team, Jason Tatum. If he was the guy that we saw in game seven against the Sixers for the majority of this season series, they're going to win. Because as much as Jimmy can bother him, Jason, as he humbly said, I'm one of the best players in the world, which he is. So if he's playing like that, Horford and and Rob locking up the paint, Marcus Smart getting up under Jalen Brown. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, getting up under Jimmy Butler, not fouling, right? Like all these things like that. They're just better, right? Top to yeah. bottom. They have more Malcolm Brogdon off the bench. Like they're, they're just a better squad. Um, but Eric Spolstra will find a way to scheme up a win. Jimmy Butler's going to do Jimmy Butler things, right? So I don't expect this to be some cakewalk. And again, you know, as we said at the top, Miami will play this physical. They're going to get it, grind it out in the mud. And, you know, if the referees allow the game to get physical, it's, it's going to be a battle. Jimmy's probably shirtless somewhere right now, like creating <laughs> like scenarios in his head that don't even exist. No doubt. That's that's Jimmy Butler. That Literally. is Jimmy Butler. Um coaching from the coaching side. We mm. know Spo is Spo, but talk yeah. to me about Joey over here. Joe well, Joe. So it, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Missoula was first time in this scenario, but after the, the win against the Sixers. You know, some really interesting things coming out about like him telling Jason Tatum, I love you, man. Like all these different things and like the connection he's developing with his guys. Look, Spo is a better tactician, um, X and O, but Joey's he's doing some stuff. Joe Joe Mazzula yeah. is is doing some things. Um, you know, I, I will say, you know, it, Spo is going to have some wrinkles and different things that he does, but look, that roster is limited. You don't have Tyler Hero who I don't think it's going to be back this series. There was some talk. Mm-hmm. We're not, they're not sure. Probably not until they get to the finals if they make it that far. But yeah. look, look, look what Spo's done with Jimmy, Bam, and a bunch of undrafted guys and the corpse of Kevin Love. They've they found a way to 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 uh. get to the conference finals, right? So 
expect them to do some things. Um, And again, as I said, this will not be a cakewalk series. Absolutely not. Also, last note on Spo, why on earth was I perplexed by a stat that I saw, or a non-stat, that he's never won coach of the year? Don't do that. Well, it's wild, right? Because early on when they were winning titles, the idea was, well, it's because of LeBron James, nothing to do with Spolstra, right? And then now, since not having LeBron, they've been excellent. Um, You know, look, Spo's first, I mean, you're looking at Spo, Ty Lue. I mean, eh, you're looking, those are Steve Kerr. These are really the the best coaches in the league right now, right? Like, And, you know, Spo's got to get his credit. The problem is that the Heat don't win enough regular season games. And that's how the award, the awards base, right? You got to win a bunch of regular season games. Mm. Um, although, uh, uh, you know, th- there have been opportunities where they should have, um, you know, suppose should have been someone that, that, that was honored, but either way, he's not someone I don't think needs that kind of validation. He and the heat organization know how good he is. Heck yes. I just, I just want to be part of it for a day. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some, uh, more sad things because, uh, uh, uh predictions, uh, oh. really quick. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to say Celtics in six. But again, I can see this going seven easily. And if if it's a game seven, toss up. Anybody can win. I'm going heat in seven because, you know, I love a good underdog. (laughs) You do. You do. And I just love me some South Beach. (laughs) Um, You could tell I need a vacation. But (laughs) let's talk about the fallout from Mm. the conference semifinals losses. Mm -hmm. Uh, The two biggest fires heard around the NBA, the Suns. Fired Monty Williams. The Sixers fired Doc Rivers. Kind of saw, obviously, Rivers coming. Monty, I guess, too. But let's let's stay in the West, or, or let's stay in the East and talk about Doc. Um, look, this was the worst-kept secret in the NBA, right? Like, yeah. if the Sixers did not advance to at least the conference finals, the talk, rumors, had always been that Doc was likely on his way out. Um, yeah. You know... And reports that people that I've spoken to and stuff I've heard of Philly, Doc, his voice wasn't being heard in the locker room. And once you get to that point, it's really over because they're not listening to you. Uh, so it doesn't matter what you're saying. They're just, they've tuned you out. Um, and that's the thing about coaches. And the reality is that as fans, you don't really see all the value a coach brings. X's and O's is one piece of it. Yeah, You are a, a, a tactician, X's and O's person. You are a therapist. You are a motivator. You are a salesman. You are a counselor. I mean, you have to massage egos and listen to, listen to problems, build relations. I mean, you have to do a lot, wear a lot of hats. Okay. And you have to constantly be selling your message to people that want to buy it. And if they're no longer buying, then you're just talking. And it ain't nobody paying attention. And that's the level that that's the point they got to with Rivers that he was talking, but they weren't listening. Mm-hmm. And you know, once that happens, it's over. Um, you know, Daryl, you know, the names you're gonna hear are Monty Williams, Sam Cassell, who was Doc's assistant, Nick Nurse, et cetera. The only name you guys should pay attention to is Mike D'Antoni. Um I heard this today. Tell me why. Um I mean, I know why. Daryl's success, in the, the greatest success he's had as a GM in Houston were those four years with Dan Tony, when they were 212 and like 100 and something, right? They won a bunch of games, went to the playoffs four years in a row, were a Chris Paul hamstring away from beating the vaunted KD Golden State Warriors and getting to the NBA Finals, right? 
Um, he, 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 his coaching style is one that meshes with Daryl's analytical belief in the way the game of basketball should be played. Um, you know, so watch out for that name. Um, and, and Mike is someone who clearly knows how to work with James if James sticks around, but if they hire, say, if, yeah. if they hire Dan Tony, expect James to stay. And he is someone who can likely get through to Embiid um, and knows how to manage egos and stars, right? So mm. that's a name I'm looking at. Um, but again, you know, expect they'll interview Sam Cassell. They might interview Monty Williams. Nick Nurse might get a look as well. But Dan Tony is the name that I'm watching. All right. All right. Uh, speaking of Monty, let's talk mm. about this real quick. Uh, Monty Williams out in Phoenix after that just ousting. To get two seasons in a row, Jenna, that the Phoenix Suns in a game seven on their well, no, this was in Denver, not in not in or this was game six, not in game seven uh this year. But either way, in a closeout game on their home floor, where they laid an egg. Um, they were just bad. And again, the question is this is more of a new owner thing, right? Matt Ishbia, new owner, new owners love to put their imprints and fingerprints on everything when they take over and buy a team, right? Yeah, he he was the one that everyone knows that pushed the team to make the Kevin Durant trade. Okay, they did. In that, they gave up a lot of their depth, right, with Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges and all of their draft picks. So they don't have a whole lot to work with going forward. DeAndre Ayton did not play well, and remember, Jenna, we talked about this last year that DeAndre Monty relationship. While it seemed like on the surface this year things were okay, I, we don't. It doesn't seem like it ever resolved itself. That is no. possibly a thing. Look, again, the it's going to come down to: can the Suns find somebody who is going to implement a system on both ends of the court that KD, Book, and Aiton for as long as he's here, if they don't trade him or whoever else they bring in, is going to buy in and be willing to play. That that is your, that is part of the job in the NBA. Can you get your best players to buy in? If they're not bought in, I don't care what the hell you're saying. It's not happening. Who that person is, I have no idea. I will say that the, 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 the rumor is leaking right now is that their preferred choice for an option is Ty Lue. Um, Ty, Lue still, Ty Lue still has uh, years left on his contract in L.A., I believe. Um, we'll see what, uh, what works there. Hmm, interesting stuff. All right. Well, that is it, guys. I mean, we are getting down to the wire here, but we have the conference finals. Lakers on Tuesday, May 16th, the day we're recording. And stick with us because uh, not too much longer here. Finals begin on June 1st. Absolutely. And tonight is the is the NBA draft lottery. We get to find out the order uh, for the upcoming June draft. I mean, the number everybody cares about is number one. Who is going to get one and select French teenage sensation? Victor Wembanyama. We shall see. Uh, my two cents is I don't want him to go to any of those dumpster fire organizations like Charlotte, Houston, Detroit. Please, I, I hope a big San Antonio. That's what about uh, what about uh, what wouldn't he play well with Powell? 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 Uh, 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 in Orlando? Yeah. Uh, it's I don't. It, yes, a lot of good young guys down there it, for sure. I just I'm not sure Orlando is a great organization. Right. That's, you know, listen, most of these teams, Jenna, they got problems, right? They're just not well run. And I, look, I think Victor can be special, but I want a team to proper and how they develop him, yeah. how it comes along, because he, he could really be a game changer. But we shall see. 
That's it. That is it. Tell them where they can find us, Jerron. As always, you know where to find us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, at 7 Pod on Twitter, at 7 Podcast on Instagram, or no, the other way around, <laughs> at JS Hector, at Gentleman Selly. And until next time, everybody, peace.